Hello and welcome to our podcast worship for Sunday the 26th of September 2021. I'm Steve Cooper. This service is prepared predominantly with the congregation at Claremont Methodist Church in mind and they will receive a slightly adjusted version of the service on Sunday. During that live service, the Reverend Viv Gastine will join me and she will conduct the sacrament of baptism, representing in the whole service not just a, a, a harvest of produce, but also a harvest of the faith and faithfulness of generations of God's people. Those who've tuned into the podcast that I've prepared over many months now uh, will see a very different background. Normally I'm either sat in our study at home or more often than not sat at my desk in my dining room at home. But today I'm recording uh, from the chapel at the Wirral Methodist Centre where my work base is. There may be a slight sound issue because it is quite an echoey room and with nobody in it other than myself there is, there is that slight ringing but I hope you'll bear with us and, and appreciate the different um, background that you have. Let's come to worship firstly with some words from the psalmist and from Psalm 24 and verses 1 to 5. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. For he founded it on the seas and established it on the waters. Who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not trust an idol or swear by a false god. They will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God their Saviour. So let us open our worship with the great Harvest hymn, number 123, in Singing the Faith, Come ye thankful people, come, raise the song of Harvest Hope.
let us bring our prayers of adoration and of thanksgiving before God in these prayers some of the visuals that you will see relating to the words help I think for us to engage with how we relate to the harvest in today's society. So let us pray. For High Street and Superstore, for checkout and debit card, we thank you, O Lord of our lives. For commerce and industry, factory and worship, we thank you, O Lord of our lives. For police and firefighter, doctor and nurse, we thank you, O Lord of our lives. For leisure and fun, recreation and sport, we thank you, O Lord of our lives. For food and clothes, friendship and family, we thank you, O Lord of our lives. For spiritual food and the gift of your Son, we thank you, O Lord of our lives. For your kindness and love and a plan for our lives, we thank you, O Lord of our lives. Amen and a prayer of confession. Lord of our lives, in thanking you for your goodness and the goodness of others, we are reminded that our thanks alone are not enough, that we are charged not just to be users and consumers of the earth's resources, but stewards and guardians too. Forgive us for those times when we have thought more about our entitlement than your gift, more about our desires than our neighbours' needs, more about our dreams than about the nightmares that our actions produce for others and for the whole of creation. God was, in Christ, reconciling the whole creation to himself. May we, in this harvest time, know the renewal of creation and of our own selves in the love and grace of Christ. Amen. Our Bible readings now and after the next hymn are read to us for, by Craig Price, who happened to call in to the circuit centre at an opportune moment. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfil my good promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. 
I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens, they do not sow or reap, they have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable you are than birds. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? You cannot do this very little thing. Why do you worry about the rest? Consider how the wild flowers grow. They do not labour or spin, yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendour was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow, is thrown into the fire, 
How much more will, you, will he clothe you, you of little faith? And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan world runs after all such things, and your father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. And so let's now sing a hymn that picks up on that theme that we included in our prayer of confession, that we're stewards and guardians of this planet, this planet that belongs to God. The hymn number 727, God in his love for us lent us this planet. in our gardens, or grateful that normally our supermarket shelves are overflowing with more than we could ever need. And we hopefully spare a thought for those less fortunate than ourselves, those whose gardens or fields are quite unproductive, who despite their best efforts can barely scrape a harvest, or can, who can only dream of the wealth to freely choose from bountiful supermarket shelves. 
we think of those reliant on food banks and on the various social supermarkets that are now appearing. But at Claremont, on this harvest day, we celebrate a baptism. And in that baptism, we will celebrate and give thanks for God's gift of life in every generation, and for the fact that parents, godparents, and other family members wish to bring their children to be included in the family of God, who expresses himself in welcome and gracious love. When we baptise adults, occasionally, or, or older children who are, in the Methodist phrase, able to answer for themselves. We celebrate the personal commitment, born out of experience and encounter with the saving love and grace of Jesus Christ. In our Bible readings, we heard some of the promises of that generosity of God. I know the plans I have for you, plans for your welfare and not for your harm, to give you a future with hope. Or in Luke's Gospel, life is more than food, the body more than clothing. The recognition that our humanity does not rest simply on these material things. We need to be careful, of course, that by looking at these particular verses, we don't oversimplify God's love. It is not that in being called a child of God, being embraced into God's family, that everything will suddenly become plain sailing. The parents of every child, I'm sure, know only too well that they face challenges, perhaps daily, whether or not the child's been baptised or dedicated to Christ. We often talk about children having their mums and dads wrapped around their little finger, that they can get anything that they want. That's not the healthy relationship with Scripture and with God that we yearn for. We know, don't we, that children grow up and are not always as biddable as we would like them to be. They answer back. They push against and frankly occasionally break the boundaries that as parents and other guardians, we put in place thinking that they are for their safety and for their prospering. And this is the reality for those of us who seek to be children of God, and even those of us who are baptised into the membership of the family of God. We do try to get our own way. We try to work things out for ourselves. These brief passages of scripture remind us that the God whom we call Creator 
has a purpose for his creation. All of it, even you and I. And that it is God's intention that each of us and all of us and all of creation flourishes, reaches its, our full potential. And that is the wonderful promise that we remind ourselves of at harvest. The readings also suggest that if we take each next step in seeking to experience the love of God that we've begun to know something about, then our mindset is attuned not to the pressures of society around us, but to God's purposes. The other things may come to us, but our satisfaction is, as the liturgy of baptism reminds us, growing in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ. So, this harvest, as we celebrate all that has come to us, even the challenges of the last 18 months, let us give thanks that behind and above all, we celebrate the God who knows us better than we will ever know ourselves. And just like the parents of newborn children, loves us with an intensity that seemed impossible before the birth and before our knowledge of God. That we celebrate the God who plans and desires that we all flourish in that knowledge and love of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And so let us bring our prayers for the world and for ourselves before God. Let us pray. Lord of the harvest, the time of sowing and the time of reaping are yours. The time of weeping and the time of singing are yours too. Thank you for the time of sowing and the time of reaping. Let there be harvest in your world. We pray for those places in the world where crops have failed and for those where poverty is the result of human aggression and human greed. We pray for a harvest of peace and of plenty and we promise to work with you for it, both reaping and sowing. Let there be harvest in the hearts of children, women and men. We pray for those who are spiritually starved, who long for meaning in their lives and who need to belong. Give to your church patience and energy, boldness to speak out and the ability to listen. We pray for a harvest of faith and of lives transformed by the Gospel. 
and we promise to work with you for it, both reaping and sowing. Let there be harvest in our own lives and in the lives of those we know and love. We pray for those who are sick or troubled, for those who are lonely or who have suffered loss. We pray for ourselves that whatever difficulties we face, our lives may be grateful and joyful. We pray for a harvest of deepened love, more faithful discipleship, and we promise to work with you for it, both reaping and sowing. Lord of the harvest, the time of sowing and the time of reaping are yours. The time of weeping and the time of singing are yours too. And we promise to work with you for the harvest of your kingdom, both reaping and sowing. Amen. And we draw this worship to its close as we sing the hymn 51 in Singing the Faith. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father, all I have needed, thy hand has provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me.
and a final blessing that is quoted in the baptism service but is actually an instituted blessing by Moses uh, to be found in Numbers and chapter 6. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen.